From high atop Rocky Road in Moab, Utah, it's KZMU News. I'm Molly Marcello. This is your news for Wednesday, March 29th. Local elected officials recently returned from a politicking trip to Washington, D.C., and while there, they learned about a new federal bill, the Lodging Options Developed for Government Employees Act, or Lodge Act. It would allow agencies like the Park Service to develop housing on or off public lands. It allows housing for seasonal workers. The caveat, the problem, is it also currently allows anybody else to live in this housing. Moab City Mayor Joette Langanese speaking on This Week in Moab recently. The Lodge Act currently has support from Utah's governor and members of the state tourism industry. It's also sponsored by Congressman Blake Moore from Park City. Recent high levels of visitation at national parks may have boosted local economies across Utah, but it posed serious challenges for housing. Costs have skyrocketed in many gateway communities, And the bill's sponsors say it's affecting recruitment and retention of public lands employees. Mary Langanese says the Moab City Council is also considering supporting the act, but she wants to see a tiered approach for those eligible for this type of housing. When we went and talked to other folks, you know, other congressional Mm -hmm. folks about it, they specifically said Mm -hmm. we would like your support, Moab and Grand County. And Mm -hmm. so we're talking to the city. Council is talking about perhaps writing a letter of support for more of a tiered approach to who gets to live in that housing. And it can't just be Joe Blow who's working at the bar downtown. And I don't mean that, that we don't want to have housing for all people, but this is specifically for Park Mm -hmm. Service employees because Mm -hmm. that's a real challenge for our community. Simply put, what Moab's elected officials don't want to see is the privatization of the National Park Service. You know, when you open that door Mm -hmm. to just let anybody come in, you're kind of stepping towards that direction, and we certainly don't want that to happen. Even with her current concerns, Marilyn Gaines says she's optimistic about the Lodge Act. Here in Moab, the nonprofit group Friends of Arches and Canyonlands purchased a home for Park Service employees, which she calls a first-of-its-kind housing solution. The Lodge Act was reintroduced in Congress this month and will be considered by the Subcommittee on Federal Lands. You can listen to the entire interview with Mayor Langanese, who was also joined by Grand County's Commission Chair, on our website. A link is in the show notes. Last week, individuals across the country shared their anger with big banks funding fossil fuels in a series of protests and rallies. For Rocky Mountain Community Radio, KOTO's Julia Caulfield was at a march in Telluride and brings us this report. On a blustery Tuesday, several dozen members of the community marched with signs down the street. They're part of a day of protest against big banks, primarily Bank of America, Chase, Citibank, and Wells Fargo, that fund fossil fuel companies. Third Act, an organization encouraging individuals over 60 to take on climate action and justice, spearheaded the day with protests taking place across the country. In Telluride, David Holbrook is helping to lead the charge. We have this brand new Chase Bank here and it just doesn't feel right. We have wonderful banks already that are locally run and have this behemoth come here and come and keep on poisoning the planet. It just doesn't seem right. According to the most recent Banking on Climate Chaos Fossil Fuel Finance Report, 
Between 2016 and 2021, Chase Bank financed fossil fuels globally to the tune of $382 billion. Holbrook says it's past time to act. I have no bleeped out patience for people who are going to not look at what's happening to us. And, and so, yeah, we can go into the statistics, and we can go, but it's just all there. And, 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 and it's so sad that people are working against this. It's hard enough to fix it as it is, and the notion that somehow people think it's right to actively screw up the planet with these fossil fuel emissions when we have better options. Come on. Starting at the San Miguel County Courthouse, Elizabeth Gick, another organizer with the march, shares a few words. important. If we disrupt the flow of money to the fossil fuel industry, they have to stop. Here, Beverly has the number that Chase alone gave to the, lent to the fossil fuel industry 382 billion between 2016 and 221. Just imagine if that money went to renewables. What a wonderful world it would be. Then protesters walk the one block to the Chase Bank, about to open. Emily Catron is one of the members at the protest. She says even with a small group, it feels good to be part of a larger movement. When you're small, sometimes you're not a force to reckon with, but when you have a lot of small um, groups all doing the same thing, then it starts to become bigger and bigger. You get one voice and then it turns into a community and then it turns into bigger and bigger and bigger and eventually makes a very big difference. The Chase Bank in Telluride is set to open its doors on April 4th. Protesters are already making plans to be there when it does. That story was shared with us via Rocky Mountain Community Radio, a network of public media stations in Colorado, Wyoming, Utah, and New Mexico, including KZMU. Wyoming's abortion ban is reversed for now. A Teton County District Judge issued a temporary block last week questioning state lawmakers' recent move to define abortion as not health care. Hannah Mersbach with our partners at Jackson Hole Community Radio reports. For more than three hours, Judge Melissa Owens heard arguments on the recent Life is a Human Right Act that went into effect just days ago. Lawyers for the plaintiffs, which include one of the state's only abortion providers, said the law discriminates on the basis of sex and doesn't offer equal protections to women. The defense argued the legislature can decide what's available and what's not in terms of health care. After Owens announced her decision, Jackson Town Counselor Jessica Sell Chambers teared up with relief, but says the fight is far from over. I'm just putting my faith in the courts at this point to really get us a, an answer to this question that is forever looming, especially in our state. It's the second time a ban passed by the legislature has been held up in Teton County courts. Some, including the governor, have said they'd rather put the issue before Wyoming voters and make it a constitutional amendment. Anna Mersbach, KHOL News. Snowpack in the upper Colorado River Basin has reached a record high for late March. Alex Hager with our partners at KUNC has more. 
The Colorado River gets the majority of its water from high-altitude snow. Thanks to a wet winter in the mountains, snowpack is the highest it's been for this time of year since records started nearly four decades ago. Southwestern Colorado, northern New Mexico, and Utah got the strongest snowfall. Spring melt could bring a substantial boost to Lake Powell, the nation's second-largest reservoir. Climate scientists caution that one strong year won't completely fix the region's supply-demand imbalance. Runoff could lift some pressure off of water managers in the short term. They're due to come up with a new set of rules for the Colorado River before 2026. I'm Alex Hager. And that's the KZMU News for Wednesday, March 29th. Get your community-powered journalism weekdays on the airwaves at noon and 6. You can also find KZMU News anytime online at kzmu.org or wherever you listen to podcasts.